This is the On Demand Law Office podcast, where we are dedicated to helping you create margin in your law practice. Our goal is to help you practice law with intentionality, passion, greater focus, and success so that you can lead with incredible influence in your office and throughout your community. This is a podcast where we discuss how to manage your systems, your people, and your office from the trenches. We are practicing attorneys facing the same frustrations as you, and we want to help you discover solutions to your problems. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 18 of the On Demand Law Office podcast with your hosts, Mike Lovell and Brandon Osterbein. Today we'll be talking about the question is, can technology harm your practice? We uh, have talked a lot about what technology can do for your practice, but is too much technology a bad thing? I think it can be if it's not used properly. You know, one of the things that I use every day in my practice uh, is my social media accounts. I've got uh, accounts on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, LinkedIn, uh, anything else you can imagine. I actually have a Snapchat account, but I've not used it at all for business. Um, I, email is a big one. Uh, email is a constant source of uh, distraction for me. Um, and then, of course, you've got blogging and content creation on the internet, which you should be doing constantly to make sure that your search engine optimization stays near the top um, of the of the page in Google. So the more content that you create, the better. So you've got at least three different areas uh, of online technology that I think could harm your practice, not in the sense of um, you know, acquiring leads or getting new clients in the door, but being able to get the work done on a daily basis. And we're talking about distractions in technology that aren't necessarily, you know, Word or programs that help you do things. It's, it's a lot of the online social media. It's uh, responding, categorizing, filing emails, or yeah, or, or blogging. A lot of this has to do with with marketing and making you know clients aware of what you're doing. But and but it's an integral part of a good law firm. But it can be consuming or or just flat out distracting. And you know sometimes I fool myself by telling myself that oh I need to do this social media. I need to be on Facebook because uh, it's good for marketing. Uh, when in reality, I'm just kind of surfing Facebook to see what my friends are up to today. And that is a colossal waste of time uh, and doesn't get anything done and really isn't uh, doesn't benefit my firm or myself from a marketing perspective at all. So I think that it's easy to fall into this trap uh, where you're just kind of scrolling on Facebook and you think, oh, I'm just going to take this quick five-second break and check what's going on. And you look up and you realize it's been 20, 30 minutes and uh, all that time is out the door. And if you're billing by the hour, that that's 30 less minutes that you have to make money. If you're working on a flat fee or a contingency fee basis, that's uh, one less case that you can move closer towards completion and collection of that fee uh, today. So it really does have the potential to harm your practice in that you're not putting uh, the amount of attention and time into your case to, into your cases that you should and it sets you back uh, from that perspective oh yeah and you know when when you're doing work or something gets difficult and you know it might actually require some some deep thinking or, or thought you know it's amazing how many times in the back of your head you're just like I can I can just you know, check your feed or your Facebook or, or, you know, or, or anything. And it's, it's amazing how many times it just pops into your head to just click on it. 
you know, and then it'll distract you and you've completely lost what you're doing or where you're going. You know, um, multitasking or, or checking it is really just, in my opinion, it's, it's kind of, it's just laziness. Yeah. Well, and, and it, it limits your cognitive ability throughout the day. So if you really need to focus on something to get um, this work done and out of the office, then if you take a, a break every five minutes just to check your email to see what's going on, you can't stop what you're doing to respond to that email. So why check it? I just, you, know, you and I have talked a lot about this, but I just finished reading a book called Deep Work by Cal Newport. It's a really good book book about um, blocking out all the distractions and focusing on getting things done, not um, getting things done necessarily in the uh, David Allen uh, perspective, although he does talk about David Allen's process in his book, but just blocking out all the other shallow work like checking email or setting up social media. In fact, Cal Newport would go even further and say, uh, quit social media altogether. I I watched a... um, uh, I guess a, a live show with Michael Hyatt and Cal Newport last night uh, is really interesting stuff, and especially since I just finished reading his book. So I just had all that stuff on top of mind. And Cal Newport said that he does not have a single social media account. And for a professor who is committed to research and writing and that sort of thing, I understand that. But from a business perspective in this day and age, if you want to get out in front of people, you have to do that. But I think that there are better ways to do it than what we typically see uh, on Facebook with our friends and family and what we uh, ultimately get sucked into, into doing with social media. Yeah, you know, and in in preparation of this, I saw some studies out there that the attention span of uh, teenagers and college students are between two and three minutes. That's all they can focus on before they start checking Facebook or going on to something else. And a lot of people call it multitasking, you know, but multitasking, a couple studies even from Ohio State have shown that it makes you less productive and way more easily bored. I mean, I think people start thinking in, you know, 140 character, you know. Tweets. That's all the further they can think, and then they move on to the next thing. Yep. And you know, if you're, you know, as a professional and an attorney, that that's that's devastating. It is. Well, and you know, one of the things Cal Newport says to do is to practice boredom. You've got to figure out how to become bored so that you can get into that state of of deep work. If you can't ever uh, survive in a state of boredom, then you're never going to be able to. Uh, get into that work fully and uh, have some type of breakthrough or uh, significantly move the needle in your practice uh, so that you can start accomplishing more. If you're working for a firm, accomplishment is a, a means towards becoming partner. If you're working for yourself, accomplishment is a, is a uh, the means towards progressing your cases, making more money, making clients happier, and ultimately getting a better reputation in the community. Uh, so if you can't practice boredom, if you can't ever exist in that state, you'll never really be able to get stuff done. And, you know, we all see it. You, you see people who go out to dinner and I've done it uh, on more than one occasion, and uh, my wife doesn't. We, uh, you know, get into this uh, season, I guess, of of life where we're tied to our phones. And you sit down at dinner, and everyone pulls out their phones. No one's talking to each other. No one's looking at each other, uh, and you're just so tied to that Facebook feed. Uh, it's almost like an addiction. So what? you should do instead, you know, 
practice boredom. So when you're standing at the line in the bank, don't pull out your phone and, and just check Facebook or Twitter. When you're uh, you know, sitting at your desk and you think, I'm just going to take a short break, don't pull out your phone. If you're in line to get coffee in the morning, you see it every single where you go. People just have their phone in their hand all the time and they're married to it and they just can't break that um, that reliance. Well, so I think you just gave us one of the first tips on on how to uh, you know solve this problem. I mean, I think that you know, I think we can all identify with the problem that we're driven to distraction. Yes, you know, and and it, it, it I don't know if it emotionally solves something in your brain, but it really you know you, you're you're more at rest as your mind is just looking at the pictures and the, and the feeds and you know it, it's it's so that's our problem. So the the question then is is how do we use our you know, technology responsibly? How do we stop this distraction or multitasking? And you just gave one, which is practice boredom. Yep. You know, and, and those are those steps where, you know, you make the conscious effort while you're in line and you just don't do it, you know, because you don't accomplish it's anything. Hard. Oh, it is. It's hard. Because when, when I read this book and I, I read Quit Social Media and Practice Boredom, I'm like, holy cow, this is really hard. It's not easy to do that. No, particularly how, I mean, everything is instantly accessible and you have your phone with you all the time now. So that's our problem. So we're going to give you some tips now on kind of how to stop the distraction um, and, and where to go so that you can become more productive. Well, so first um, tip to use technology in a responsible way is to define time or schedule time to use your social media. So, uh, for example, if you're going to post on Facebook once or twice a day, figure out when in your schedule that's going to be and don't open Facebook until that time comes. So if you have, uh, you know, an idea that I want to post something around lunchtime, uh, wait till about 1145, then open up your Facebook, get everything ready to go post and then hit post. Alternatively, what I like to use with social media is an app called Buffer. There are other apps, uh, Hootsuite, um, and there are other, I'm sure other apps out there, co-schedule, uh, that will allow you to schedule out your uh, blog posts on social media another post on social media, but figure out a time, say seven o'clock in the morning or eight o'clock in the morning when you first get into the office where you schedule out all of your, your blog posts or social media posts for the day. Um, and then you just set it and then ignore it and check in periodically, check in at lunch and check in right before you leave to see if anyone has commented or engaged in, in that blog post in any way so that you can respond. You can't, you can't forget that social media, it, the whole point is to be social. So you can't just post stuff out there and then ignore it and never come back to it. You still have to go back to it and be quote unquote social. Um, but you don't have to spend all day on Facebook or Twitter in order to accomplish that goal. Right. And I mean, this kind of falls under the uh, the self-discipline category. I mean, it has to be done. And, you know, we've touted it before and it, you know, that, you know, social media and marketing, you know, is, is essential. But it's when you do it, you know, and I've had a, uh, I've listened to several podcasts on entrepreneurs and very successful people. And I've heard several people say that they start their day off with no internet. They spend the first hour of their day mapping out their day. So, you know, one of those things that we've learned is don't go to Facebook first thing. It's totally distracting. It kind of sets the, the pace for the day. So, you know, if you've already scheduled your post, you know, do something five minutes before lunch, you know, where you know you're going to have time and you might be eating as well. So you can, you know, kill two birds with one stone, eat and, and check your social media. But um, don't start on social media in the morning. You can end your day 
but don't begin it with it. You know, it, I, it occurs to me that uh, I've done this before, but the you know, first thing you do when you wake up is check social media. You might have a problem. <laughs> That's true. You know, it's funny. The most successful, productive morning I've had was um, the other day I came to the office an hour early. I was here at 7 because my kids were on spring break, and I had forgot the key to my office. So I was locked out, and I wasn't about to go home and lose that hour, so I had to go across the street to Hardy's and set up my laptop. Of course, they don't have any internet over there, so I had to actually sit there and type for about an hour and a half before the rest of the office staff came in. But for an hour and a half, I got more work done in that hour and a half, and I was less distracted because I knew I couldn't access the internet. It wasn't even a temptation because I didn't have it. So, you know, start your morning off without access to the internet. Uh, it's probably your best bet. Yep. And the other couple of tips um, about using technology in a responsible way is, is similar, like email. Don't leave your email open all day long. And this is a, a struggle that I have on a daily basis because you've got this uh, fear of missing out. You think that something is going to come across your email and you, you need to know about it right when it comes across your email. Well, if you're drafting a motion or if you're doing legal research and something hits and something hits and something hits, you get a little uh, dopamine hit in your brain and it makes you feel good. It makes you feel good to get some type of uh, acknowledgement on your email that, hey, you're important, right? Um, but you can't necessarily stop what you're doing to respond to that email. So what's the point in checking it? So just close your email altogether and that will avoid the temptation of getting those hits and getting those constant sources of distraction. And the other thing is to schedule time to develop your online content. If you're uh, writing blog posts on a regular basis, which I think every lawyer should be doing, uh, then you need to schedule time on your calendar in order for that to happen. If you write uh, best at seven o'clock in the morning, schedule at seven o'clock in the morning. If you're a night person and you've got, you know, kids, schedule your writing for nine o'clock at night. I mean, who knows what it, what works for you? Only you know what works for you. But you have to schedule that time in order to get it done. And then during that hour, during that hour and a half, however however long it takes you to do that, don't do anything else. Don't have social media open. Don't have your email open. Don't have your phone on. It's amazing what you can get done when you don't have your phone on or if you have your phone in airplane mode. Right. I mean, and most of that comes down to you have to be proactive because if you're not proactive and you don't set out these parameters, you, you know, you're, you're going to get lost and get distracted pretty easily. You know, a couple of the other techniques I've seen out there is called, you know, tech blackout or, you know, just sort of turn off everything and, and, and go draft. You know, and if that doesn't work and you, you just can't escape it, you know, uh, disconnect and find a new location. You know, go to a different off, you know, different place in the office, set up there, don't turn on your internet and and then you can really work. And you know, this isn't something, you know, maybe like you did in law school where you're setting aside hours to do it, you know. Work in 20 or 40 minute blocks, you know, where you know that I can I can be completely focused for a certain set amount of time. And then I think, you know, each person can judge for themselves how long their attention span is. But, you know, an hour in today's climate is pretty long. You know, maybe a good 45 minutes is good and then schedule a 10-minute break. Um, but, you know, those are the type of techniques you have to put into practice in order to be productive. And Cal Newport says that you have about four hours of deep work in you a day. So you got an eight-hour workday. That, that's a lot of time that you have there for shallow work, like returning phone calls or responding to emails or scheduling your social media or things of that nature. So 
just because uh, you have this time for deep work, it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't also get, get other stuff done. But my experience is if you don't carve out time for your deep work, it will never happen. You're just not going to get there unless you put it on your calendar and put it on your schedule. Well, right. And that brings us back to something we've talked about before is creating your ideal work week. Right. You know, um, and well, you know, we refer you back to the prior podcast or the website to uh, look at what our ideal work week would look like. But, you know, it, it's good to schedule, you know, consultation days on, you know, every Thursday or every other Thursday or, but, you know, schedule out what your ideal work week would look like. And, um, you know, that'll really help with avoiding distractions. And you and I were talking about a, a podcast that I listened to recently uh, by John Skibo, the JD Blogger podcast, uh, where John goes into uh, the new way that he's handling his phone calls. And I, I think it's brilliant the way that he has set up um, his his phone call, uh, phone tree, uh, in that any new or, or any, I'm sorry, any current client or any attorneys that call in um, essentially have to schedule a phone conference with him in order to get him on the phone. And at first that might seem a little draconian, but I think ultimately that's the best way to handle these phone calls. Because if you constantly get these disruptions throughout the day, you're never, you're never going to be able to get that deep work done. But at the same time, you feel this constant pressure to return these phone calls and you're, you're trying desperately to get something done in focus, but you simply can't because you know that you have these uh, open loops out there that you just can't get to at this point. And, and, you know, where we're going with this is, you know, I, some, I, you know, I'm not a, a big Facebook user. Um, sometimes, uh, but I don't you know, think anyone would call you a big Facebook user. Yeah, that's probably very true. <laughs> I don't think I've updated anything in years, but, um, <laughs> you know, uh, by the time I've answered emails, answered all these pending phone calls that are so, so demanding, you know, and I've uh, put aside of what I'm doing, you know, and then I only have 10 or 15 minutes here because I've got to go to court or I've got to draft this, you know, I'll find myself doing other things, you know, from shopping for a new house to shopping for furniture for the house, you know, for, you know, I only have five or 10 minutes. I might as well do this. That's a killer. You know, yeah. it really, it's just the same distraction. If it's, it's not social media you're doing it on. You, you know, the internet's a, you know, plenty or news that you can distract yourself with. It's those, you know, those unused minutes. So going back to the phone scheduling is if you had a scheduled time and it was for a block and then you were done, you don't have five, ten minutes just to blow, you know, um, looking at the internet. So Well, that's something that you would predetermine exactly. before the week begins. You know, you if you're getting a call on Monday or Tuesday, you know that on Thursday you've got two hours set aside for uh, phone calls in 15-minute increments. So you, you give someone a 15-minute block, and that actually allows you to prepare for the phone call instead of being caught off guard. And when you schedule it, you have some type of inquiry where, uh, you know, what would you like to talk about? If your secretary is setting it up or if you're like uh, John Skiba, he has a, uh, a service that's connected to his website that allows people to go onto his website to set up an appointment, um, have the client put on there what they would like to talk about. That way you're prepared to have that conversation and you're not you know, one phone call doesn't turn into three 
Right. Well, and you know, you build that expectation in your clients and they know that you're going to actually call them back at a specific time that they've, they've picked on, you know, that coordinates with your schedule. And that's what they want. They want to have the, the communication and then that person doesn't get dropped. And so, of course, that's a, that's a great way to organize your practice. Right. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to go through uh, the, the book uh, from Cal Newport since I, I'm going to recommend it to every single one of you who listen to this. Um, but I'll just say that he, he tells you, he breaks down uh, the different approaches or philosophies to break to uh, deep work, and I think that everyone needs to look at those philo- philosophies and figure out within their personality and their work schedule uh, which could really work for them. And I think that uh, once you do that, I think it's going to be an eye opener to uh, getting more work done more efficiently and more effectively. Ultimately, I think it's going to drive uh, better profits and better uh, productivity for our listeners. So uh, that is it for our podcast today. If you like what we're doing here at On Demand Law Office Podcast, please go to iTunes and subscribe. Or if you want email updates for our show notes uh, and our blog post, go to www.ondemandlawoffice.com forward slash podcast and sign up on the right-hand side of the page for updates. We want you to participate in the conversation, so you can either comment on the show notes or uh, or which you can find at www.ondemandlawoffice.com forward slash podcast 018. That's podcast 018. Or you can email us at ask at ondemandlawoffice.com. That's A-S-K at ondemandlawoffice.com. Mike, do you have any parting words for us? I sure do. Avoid distractions. And until next week, remember to seize the moment, take action, and shape your future.